You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Welcome to Biz Souls, everyone. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hanser, also the technician in hot water. So, you know, we had to cancel the last four podcasts because of sound problems, technical issues. Now it's just memory problems. I forgot to hit the record button. Yes. So we're, uh, we had a little rehearsal there. That's right. We have, uh, we have two amazing guests today, Leah and Mary Woods, and we are uh, going to do a deep dive into um, what they're doing now because it's incredibly fascinating. We love having uh, new and exciting people on the podcast. And um, what do you want to say? What else? Yeah, you want to say, and Jeffrey? the podcast is Biz Souls, where we get to the heart and soul of business. Oh, and there the we go. I knew we happen. forgot something. We absolutely forgot that. And, and, that's and now we... I feel I know Mary and Leah very that's well. Right. We're, we're, they're we're our new best friends together. or our stepkids, whichever way you want to say it. And uh, we met them because uh, Leah goes by all the time on her way to work. And I have a tendency to sit out front and start conversations with people. With and, uh, you know, the, the, um, the new generation that's going to be taking over the world wanted to find out what's on their mind, what's going on, what are they thinking about. So I, uh, I said, hey, we do a podcast. And Leah said, great. And in the meantime, the, something very exciting has yes, happened. Yes, it was, it was very, very, very um, exciting. And um, to that end, we can only speak with them for a few minutes because Mary is going to be interviewed by BuzzFeed. And we <laughs> got them first. And- <laughs> And we're very excited. In for your them. face, BuzzFeed. Sorry. I'm not, I don't mean that. I really like them, actually. <laughs> so Mary and Leah Wood. So you guys are not, you did not start off in California. You started off in South Dakota. What was life like in South Dakota? Um, life in South Dakota was absolutely amazing. Um, I feel like for sure we'll end up back there. Um, we grew up going to the lakes going outside, hiking, camping, fishing, pretty much anything you can think of outside, that's what we grew up doing and yeah. absolutely loved it. Yeah. yeah. We're from the, we're from the Mount Rushmore area of South Dakota. So like very Western spot and it, it's similar to, we, we've always been called the mini Denver. Oh. Because we, it's, it's more of a like trendy backpackery rock climbery town that's kind of more it it's in the midwest but it doesn't feel too midwesterny it's more kind of like boulder i've never been to boulder but it's I it's, it's kind of artsy and and you know um uh hip it's a, yeah it's a little bit more hip than the rest of the midwest the midwest is i mean we're still we'll always be years behind the trends whatever but they don't really care about it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like Austin in, in Texas. Austin is, is the, the hip town in right. Texas as opposed to Dallas. Yeah. Or- yeah, I would definitely say that that would be Rapid City, the, at least the Black Hills for sure. Creates mm-hmm. a lot of really fun people out of that area. And, and you guys had an, an interesting uh, upbringing. We actually talked a little bit about um, yeah. uh, education, things like that uh, before, before we were interrupted how to start over again. <laughs> So tell us about that, um, you know, how you were, how, how you were raised and, and, and educated. We, yeah, so we were homeschooled all the way through. Um, there's three of us. It's myself, Mary, and then our older brother, Norman. And 
we were homeschooled our whole lives and up until we went to college and we were kind of just talking how a lot of people when they hear that you're homeschooled it doesn't necessarily raise red flags it just raises a lot of questions which is understandable because it's a different route than a lot of people take um but we absolutely loved it there was a ton of community where we're from uh there's a lot of homeschool community in a lot of areas that people are unaware of but we were super involved. We were in co-ops. We would do homeschool ski days. We do homeschool ice skating days. We were able to just do, besides like loving the schoolwork that we were doing, we were able to do a ton more because of it. So yeah, we loved it. Yeah. And, and you were saying your, your, your mom was a graphic, uh, was, is a graphic designer. And that really, um, excuse the pun, colored how you um, were you know, taught things and, and did things as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. She, she took a lot of time in the beginning in our younger years of learning how we learned best. Um, and then when she found out that we were all very creative children, she very much honed into that. Um, and instead of like making us take a test on like Europe's history, she'd have to be like, okay, go make a booklet, um, on, what you've learned about Europe's history and, or go make a pamphlet on Brazil. So we definitely did a lot more like creativity um, in our learning. Um, not to say we didn't learn. But of course not. And you know what? Fun. Well, I'm for, and I, 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 I interrupted you and I, I apologize. I just wanted to make this point. You know, I, I teach creativity and, and play for corporations and it's the exact same thing. If you allow people to play and be creative, they will learn things better because, you know, and it was fun, right? Yeah. And yeah, we're all very much so visual learners, hands-on creatives. And so she tailored a lot of our curriculum and studying to that, which mm -hmm. was, which right. worked perfect for us. And I mean, I think it's boosted us in, in our professional lives and our, in everything. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, it just adds so much like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, we can, we can create that. We can, we can draw that out. We can, I don't know, just really empowered us. I think. Yeah. And I think also, um, I'm dyslexic. And so my mom found that out very young because she's dyslexic. <laughs> and I remember her telling me like how like dumb she was made to feel growing up in school because of like of how she just learns differently. And so I didn't even realize that I was dyslexic till like well into high school. Honestly, so college probably. Probably, honestly, <laughs> when I left homeschooling, because she's like, yeah, I just understand how you learn. So I just made sure that you were learning correctly in a way that you were able to, instead of like the way that public schools are taught to just go off a of curriculum. So right. that was very cool also. Nice. Right. And you, um, she started homeschooling because it was a great story. Want to tell <laughs> it again. It was great. Of course. So our older brother, um, she was trying to enroll him into kindergarten. He was the only one who ever went to any sort of school. He went to preschool um, and she was trying to enroll him into kindergarten. Wait, which one comes first, isn't it? No, is no, it you've got it. She's got it right. Okay. I don't even, see, I didn't even know what grade I was in ever. <laughs> <laughs> so she was trying to enroll him into kindergarten, um, but they did this like little test and they're like, oh, we want to hold him back because he can't throw a ball or and he can't skip. And so my mom was like, what the heck? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I'm not, I'm not letting you hold him back because he can't throw a ball correctly. Um, and so that's when the whole thing started of her looking into homeschooling. 
just really, really taking off with it. I don't think she ever dreamed of homeschooling three kids all the way through high school, <laughs> but she truly enjoyed it just as much as we did. Yeah, she loved hanging out with us. She was, she loved having the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom and truly teach us. I know a lot of people don't even have that opportunity. So it was really great on both ends of it. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And your brother's two years older than you, Mary? Yes. Yep. So then we've got a, we've got this age gap. So you're all taught the same. You went through it the same. Any frustrations happen? Being homeschooled, it was one of the two. It's either you're going to spend every day together and you're going to love each other or you're going to hate each other. And there was one point, Mary and I, we, I mean, as any probably sisters more than like a sister brother duo. Yeah, you're going to hate each other when you're <laughs> eight and 10 and she stole my whatever. And so one time our mom to teach us, we, we were just arguing like beyond control. Non-stop. And she was we so, she was so fed up with it that she literally like tied us together. You know, like the, the two-legged race, she like put us in a big, like three X t-shirt <laughs> and tied our legs together and, and said, like, you're going to work it out. And, and we did. And That's we stayed amazing. and we were like, it was one of those where we were like here and we're like, I hate you. I think she should be on the podcast next. I'd love yeah, to hear absolutely. her point. That would be great. That would be great. Our mother is insane. She's so cool. And so she tied us together. And and we, at the end of it, we were laughing. We were making jokes. We were getting along great. Obviously that didn't solve all of our, all of our problems. Sure. And it was, well, she brainstormed and that's what she came up with. And it was, she did it. And, it yeah, and so Honestly, yeah. we never really had any problems. Our older brother is also a saint. He's amazing. He's he's the sweetest older brother anyone could ever ask for. He, yeah, Aww. he's incredible. So never really small things like any sibling is going to argue about. But no, I mean, overall, we all get along very, very well. And is he I think it's, as well or, or did he stay in uh, South Dakota? He's a South Dakota boy through and through. He'll, he, never, he never wants to leave. Got it. So how did you pick your colleges and uh, where'd you go? Yeah, so I was going to a tech school in Rapid because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I started uh, my business degree, I think I did one semester there. Um, and then Leah was really she into followed athletics. Me. She followed me. Yeah, I just follow Leah around like an older sister, <laughs> little puppy. Uh, looking out for her, of course, protecting her, keeping her out of trouble. Right. Of course, that's the older sibling. Yeah. So I was, um, I got onto a indoor volleyball team in North Dakota, actually. Um, and so I played there for a couple of years. So Mary and I went there. That's where we got our associates in business. Um, and that's, again, was our mom's idea because a lot of people say like oh get your associates in arts like and then you can do whatever past that and our mom was like no like I really think you guys we're, we're all very business oriented like create creatives like <clears throat> empowered like that and so she's like no just get something that you can hold on to she's like once you get your business like associates in business you can always hold on to it, it never goes away and we're like great so that's what we did I'm very very interested in those classes absolutely mm -hmm. love those two years of learning and then after two years I wanted to continue playing volleyball and I wanted to not be in North Dakota anymore. And so I was sending a lot of my film to, to schools and I was connected with a coach in Florida, in South Florida. And she was a beach volleyball coach and I only played indoor. And so she had been contacting me and I was, and I was emailing her back and I was like, Hey, incredible offer. Love this. I don't play beach volleyball. Like, I'm so sorry. And she plays in the AVP, which is like the professional league in the U S and she's like, no, like I played indoor 
over in Germany, I can like train you how to play beach. And so I said, okay, I'm sold. And so then I went to Florida after, after we graduated with our associates in North Dakota. And then how did you pick California? And by the way, if your mother had been teaching homeschooling in California, you probably could have called, gotten her arrested for tying you up together. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we are I an insane. Oh, Leah. When I say tied up, I mean like ankles, oh, no. like, you know, <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. It's just, you know, California's gotten insane how, out of all the states in the world. How did you pick this place? And, not, and literally not, not, County. not, not with our, not, not with our parents blessing. They said, California, what did we raise you to do? Come yeah, on. Exactly. Back to Bismarck time. I was still living there. I was working at FedEx still hanging out with my college friends when I had graduated my associates and I wasn't planning on going farther in school. I definitely would go back to school for a bachelor's if there was something that I felt like needed in my education. Um, but I didn't feel like going just to go for two more years. I was living in Bismarck and a friend from Georgia was like, Hey, I'm moving to California. There's a spot open. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. So two weeks later, moved down here to California or over to California. Um, so I was living here for about nine months, six months ish. And then our right when COVID was starting, our lease ended. And so uh, we, we really wanted to stay in California, my friend and I, but we're like, you know what? This sound, this is weird. What's going on? What is happening? collectively all of our roommates were like, I think we all should just move home for a little bit. Our lease is up. So that's what happened. It was, I think 24 hours, I packed up my room and drove back home to South Dakota. And ever since I moved back, I was trying to get Leah. Ever since I moved home to South Dakota, I was trying to get Leah to move back to California with me. Um, where, but it, where were you in California? Were you in this area? Uh, yep, I was in Huntington Beach still. Okay. Yeah. How, how did, was there any reason you picked Huntington? No, it was, was you was, didn't pick. That's the thing. Mm -mm, they had a place set up. They were looking for two roommates, these random people who I had never met. Um, I had never even been to California before. So it was literally just blindly being like, yeah, I'll come. Let me just pack up my stuff real quick. Um, Everything happens I, for a reason. So good for you. Exactly. exactly. And ended up loving it. So fantastic. Place. Well, and obviously you were successful in getting Leah here. It took a while. It took a, a solid year. I mean, I was just in, whispering in her ear. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to go to California? I was in Florida on the beach with, I mean, the community that I had there was second to none. I've never seen, I just had, I was so blessed with friends. I'll say that. Where in Florida? What, um, what West town? Beach. Where? West Palm Beach. West okay. Palm Beach. So it's like very south by Fort Lauderdale, Boca. Yeah, I used to live in uh, Boca. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in the area. Yeah. Yep. So. So yeah, Palm Beach Island, we were on there every, nice. every day. Sure. Yep. So I, cool. it was, it was hard. Yeah. I, I loved my community there. I had all my best friends are there truly, but Mary kept whispering, Hey, let's go to California and make some dreams come true. And I said, mm, okay. So yes. <laughs> and you've been, um, you've been working on that, that dream pretty well. When you first came out here, what, what did you do for, for work? We didn't do anything for about a month. Um, <laughs> we sat in our apartment and we said, what are we doing with our lives? Right. And we talked about that every day for a month. 
and we we both waitress and so it's really good money so we're like let's just get waitressing jobs right off the bat obviously just to pay rent meet some friends meet some locals you know it's a great connection making money making side gig kind of a thing we both got waitressing jobs and have just been trying to connect other dots since uh, same place uh, i'm sorry you, you yes uh, we, yeah we yeah. both work at fred's you both work at fred's so fred's I'm, I'm is one of the local I'm surprised you haven't seen Mary walking by. I bought a bike. <laughs> so I, I was like, I'm going to buy a bike so I don't have to walk every day. Mm-hmm. And Leah just refused. I did not refuse. My, my bank account refused <laughs> to buy a bike. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, Fred's is a great place to make uh, some good money as a server. Um, uh, what's the experience like at Fred's? What do, you, what do you like about serving? What do you not like about serving? Uh, do you have, did you ever think you were going to have a career in restaurants? I can, I can tackle that. Yeah. And you can add in. Fred's is a very, very busy and tourist restaurant. I would say it's, I wouldn't say there's a ton of locals that go. Not, Um, Not during summer anyways. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've experienced. And so Fred's is great. If you want to make some really quick cash, get in and out, which, and, and the coworkers are, are super sweet. And we like it for those reasons. I think there's a good amount of drawbacks with it for us because the scheduling is pretty, they kind of schedule whenever they want. They really, they don't listen to availability, which is fine because it's a restaurant. It's kind of what you sign up for. Right. Um, So that's, that's a little, that's a a drawback. Another drawback for me, I'm sure you feel the same way Mm -hmm. is what, I mean, I've served for four, four some years, I would say, I'm a very good server. I would hope to be a very good server after that many years. And I love talking with my table. I love making connections. I love hearing what they're doing, where they're from, why are they here? And Fred's kind of strips away that abil- that availability because you get so many tables at a time that you're just, you're-, you're It's a very fast pace. It's insanely fast pace. Very- Get them in, get them out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's not even a get them in, get them out. It's, a, it's more just like a- try to get them what they need where it's like, like we used to work at Texas roadhouse and that was also like a flip tables kind of a thing, but you were able to give a ton more service, which is what we both were taught. Like that was our first restaurant. So I don't love the fact that I'm not able to give my best service when I have 12 tables kind of a thing. So that's definitely a drawback. Yeah. But it's good for, it's good for, for what we're I started off that way. I went the, uh, I went from uh, busboy to chef to, or, or cook and then bartend. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's a great way to make money. Great way to do things. Yep. Towns changed a lot since then. I was working in Newport at the time. Oh yeah. So, so so restaurant that wasn't the career choice. So what is it that you know uh, that month long conversation? What do you want to do? Uh, and uh, I see photographs behind you. So uh, <laughs> yeah, the. We came out here wanting to pursue photography and we didn't really know what that was going to look like, if it was going to be more like weddings and engagements or ideally we were really wanting to do like editorial magazine type photography. Yes, those are our, our pictures on the wall. And they're, 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 they're great. great. Yeah, they really are great. Yeah. yeah. So that was always the like intent was photography photography somehow get that kicked off get that going which Um, we actually kind of shot ourselves in the foot 
because photography is all about connections and leaving the place that you're most connected to where which was home for us or even Florida for me coming to a place where we know absolutely nobody nobody not we, necessarily we definitely made it harder on ourselves for sure that was really what those talks were of like do we want to do photography and then we just like go so back and forth and I think what we really tried to nail down was it's not so much about the photography it's about we want to have something that we can work towards that is there's a couple things to it it's like we want it we want creative freedom because mm -hmm. we're both very creative creative freedom scheduling freedom. scheduling freedom and we don't want to be like living paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. so it was really a discussion of what can we do that we can have like we can leave whenever we want like let's do honestly a remote so job. much of it probably it goes back to homeschooling we were never we were always allowed to do what we wanted to do if if it was a wednesday at at 9 a.m and there was something big our mom would pack us up in our car and we we're like we're going you know and school can school can get done afterwards and i think so much or it, like sure oh, plays back tomorrow to you want to go hang out with your friends that's okay you have to do double school today double, yeah so we we've always had the like the freedom. How much you work will put into how much time you play. You play, and there's not very many jobs that are like that. There's like, we've said it multiple times to each other during that month of like, I never want to work a nine to five, like I just don't ever want to do it, and that means that we're gonna have to work very hard at some point, like up front, to get ourselves going with something, whether that's literally working seventy hour weeks to start something that we can eventually have that freedom to go do what we go want. play hard because we like to play hard yeah so we should we should bring up the exciting news and and you know i i, I would like to know and i'm sure uh, our listeners would like to know how you got into it can we pause just for a second on that i i'm fascinated so so one of the things i'm picking up just just for yeah, a second ahead, ahead. one of the things i'm picking up you guys have a great work ethic yeah. you're you're and you hear so much and i don't know if it's the people that go into corporate america that are younger we hear from managers rona hears from managers all the time she does classes where the manager is saying oh the new generation coming on they're all entitled they expect everything to be given and they don't want to work hard and I'm just not getting that sense. So neither. either it's those type of people are going into corporate America or what do you think of, you know, do, are there people in your age group that are like, yeah, okay, the world owes me a living. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been working here for uh, six months. Why aren't I a VP? Mm -hmm. you know? I, I think <clears throat> it's two things. I think the main one is a lot of our generation grew up watching our parents work nine to five and be depressed and sad and miserable and having one week off a year and working for 40 years at the same job and like not even getting a raise enough to like do adjust anything. with the inflation and so i think a lot of people are seeing that and are being like i will never be like my parents in that like, like I this don't has got to be a joke i don't want to live to work i want to work to live and I think that the pendulum maybe swung a little too far in some cases where those people, I'm sure that he was talking about in corporate America are like, oh, I actually don't want to put in any effort and I want everything to be given to me or I want to work two days 
and make a living off that. And so I think it depends where the pendulum swim of it went too far and people are very entitled to like, oh, I should be getting all these things. Mm -hmm. But I think the majority is a healthy of like, I just need to figure something out to where I'm not opposed to working hard, but I'm not going to spend the rest of my life working. And so I think a lot of people are also defining in their own lives what that looks like. Maybe that means I don't have a house right now. And a lot of people are doing the whole living out of their vehicles, doing remote jobs. And so I think that's something that our parents' generation would have just never thought of, of successful people living out of vans. That was very hippie. Oh, they're just off the grid. So I don't know. That's what my take on it. From, yeah, for, I mean, and from what I have seen from, well, you know, millennials are, are turning 40 and, and, you know, things like that. And they are starting to say Gen Y, and, you know, so it's, I just think it's a, it's a cyclical thing, whatever the generation who is speaking is used to, why aren't you doing it like, like me? I'm like, well, you know, and I, I understand that the world changes and the needs change. And Jeffrey makes this point every single podcast <laughs> that a lot of companies said remote work won't, won't work and hybrid and all, and all of a sudden they were proven wrong. Yeah. And the, the older uh, sea levels have had to kind of catch up and they're yeah. not used to that. That's totally true. Our dad now works from home because of COVID and I've never seen him more happy. There he is gets to hang out with, with our mom and his dog all day long. There you and go. He loves it. Well, and, and to your point about, about homeschooling, it's, it's much more, it's not mainstream per, per se. And because of, of COVID, it became much more popular. People That's, didn't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people from what I understand and what I've heard have continued it because there's much more flexibility. And I just don't think young kids were meant to wake up at 6 a.m. to be in class by, by eight. You know, yeah. they, they've done a lot of studies on that, you know, sort of thing. So anyway, yeah. she's health and wellness too. So yeah. she, she's in the body rhythms and all that. So. Anyway, Excellent. So okay. Now it's all your show. Now get to ask the question. So, she's been dying to talk. about. I know that. because I, very I just excited think it's about so it. much, Hey, I, I teach play creativity, games, activities. How did you guys get into this and then explain what it is, what the game is and and what happened? And where did it happen? Yeah. And why did it happen? Tell us your story. Tell us everything. <laughs> okay. So it's it's so wild to even to be here and hear what's happening with this game. And I mean, we're- It I don't, still doesn't feel real No, I don't think we'll ever be able to wrap our head around it and what we're doing now. So, so how did it start? You're on, you're on TikTok, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it started last summer because there's this game that we would always play called He's Perfectly Perfect. I learned it in Florida. And what you do is you say, he's perfectly perfect. So you imagine you're a perfect person. And then you say like a red flag. So he's perfectly perfect, but he doesn't have his driver's license. Okay. Then you would say- Refuses to get- Yes. And so then you you discuss as a group, if that's a deal breaker for you. So you say yes or no. Okay. So we played that, played that. Then we're driving up to go camping one summer evening last summer. And we're playing that. And I'm like, that seems so, I'm like, honestly, if he's perfectly perfect, I'm like, anything. I don't care if he doesn't have a driver's license. He's perfect. So I'm like, there has to be something more to it. And so give him a number. I'm like, (laughs) give him a number. Like if he's a 10, 
but he doesn't have a driver's license, it's not an automatic no. It's just like, okay, maybe he's like a seven. A seven. Yep. Like still totally dateable, still like in the just picture. Just a little bit less but attractive. Just, he's just not quite a 10 anymore. So that was the game. That was so the game. We would play it all the time. We played I brought it campfire. I brought it to Florida. All my friends would play. We brought it to California. We were playing. And obviously there's an app called TikTok. I had made maybe five. I absolutely refused to get the app at first. I thought it was Satan's nectar. I was like, this is awful. Mary was on it. Mary had gotten some some, I, some like a couple of videos like of hers got a little off. traction. And yeah. I'm like, Leah, like just she kept, had, she kept having all these ideas of like, oh, Mary, you should make this talk, talk, TikTok. Oh, Mary, you should make that TikTok. I'm like, Leah, Leah, you need to do it. Just do it yourself. So like post it. Yeah. So one day we were sitting in the car with our friend Lucy and I was like, let's just film us playing this game because it's, it's quite entertaining to play. So we, I literally take my phone out and we film us playing the game. So post it on did, TikTok. did oh. you film just your faces? So the, the camera's pointing at you, you just filmed you. Yep. And you're looking at what? So On we're literally, phone. I've got the phone here and I'm recording and I say, he's a, he's a, he's a six, but he has a, a nice truck. And then I would show the camera. So I would show it over to me and Lucy and, and they like, would answer. And they would, they would talk about it. That's a 7.5. Laugh about it. So then I'd pass the phone to Mary and Mary and has I'd her come own, up with my own scenario. So I'd be like, he's a six, but he has a mustache. And so I think that one like went up for Leah and to down. like a seven and for Lucy, it went down to like four. So I think the reason why it gained the absolute absurd amount of traction that it did was because guys were watching this saying, oh my goodness, I can do things. They, I don't, I don't think guys think about it enough, how much they can raise their, their attractiveness to girls by doing something so stupid or so simple like cologne or how much they can they can go down in our eyes by doing it's like the stupidest things like one of them was <laughs> he what was the uh the goggle oh he's a 10 but he wears go like the nose goggles in the pool it's absolutely not that big of a deal, deal breaker but it made us laugh and it's like mm, six <laughs> right that's always plug his nose when he jumps in the he pool. plugs his nose that's being generous. That's being generous. He's a 10 and he's wearing the nose plugs. No, that's a two. So, so then that video ended up getting like 1.4 million views. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and nobody had been playing this game. Obviously we created it. And so I start seeing other well, we posted people. like a couple more after that. And like, we're we like, posted, oh, we posted that one and it's got insane traction. I had people texting me. They're like, your TikTok's coming up on my page. Like, I don't, I had like a hundred followers on TikTok. Nothing like, like for TikTok, a hundred is absolutely nothing. And so then we posted, we're like, well, let's make a couple more. And so we made three more, more and another one hit like 2.5. I think our other one is now at 2.9. And so that many millions of people are seeing it people are like, oh my goodness, this is hilarious. I can make it. And so people- People would be like commenting. People, like, we oh. had, I think I had 10,000 comments on one video of people like typing scenarios that we should do. And so then so many thousands, now millions, honestly, of people recorded it themselves and said they did their own versions, right? Because that's the thing about right. it is you can do your own version of whatever. Like there was medical ones, there was career ones, like there were country ones. Like there was a girl, there was, I've seen, I mean, 
there's so many that I've never even seen because there's too many at this point, but like there was these nurses that did one and they did like a nurse's edition and they're like, he's a nine, but he had to take a business phone call while his wife was in labor. And the other nurse was like one, you know, <laughs> so it's like you can relate it to anything. It That's hilarious. It's great. Yeah. And has so anybody, has anybody done a sports one? Like, you know, oh, he's, you know, like Tom Brady, he's a 10. And oh, he's still a ten. Okay. <laughs> no, nobody's done it. Not that I'm sure they have. There is. You guys grab that one. Do do a sports one. Yeah, That's right. I looked up the hashtag today because I was writing down some statistics. Right? I'm like, I need to realize what's happening here. And using the hashtag, he's a ten. But on TikTok, if you look up the hashtag, mm -hmm. there's sixty three point some million. No, no, no. Wow. Million? Yes, yeah, sixty three point some million views really? on that hashtag right. what's that hashtag it's he's, he's a 10 but all right let me I'm, I'm going on my tiktok and i'll say all right tiktok that's, that's our game and whoops sorry sorry that's loud um okay so he's or you can also just do he's a 10 that's so, the same it's got about it's got about 13 million less views, but it's still about 50 some million. So what is Buzzfeed's interest in this? What are, what, where are you getting the attention from besides the millions of people around the world and the fact that- Sure, but like what does it mean? Gotta be, which has gotta be terribly exciting. Oh, it's so cool. It's kind, I, of, it's kind of horrifying, honestly, it's <laughs> terrifying. I was, I was serving a table at Fred's yesterday and they looked at me and they said, how is it handling the TikTok fame? And I said, oh my gosh. I said, they oh, recognized wow. me from our videos, which was so weird. So wait, the- Wait, 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 get down to brass tacks. Did it help with the tip or hurt? Um, They tipped me, they tipped me good. They definitely So it did. helped with the tip. Yeah, they did. good, this is good. I know. So yeah, that's the thing is like, okay, so we got, we got 5 million views on this, now what? You know, and that's what we sat on for about a month because we posted it about a month ago. And, and we've been over here like, what do we do with it? Like, what do we do with it, right? You're not chasing anyone. You're just contemplating a month has gone by. You're not doing anything about it. And realize we, we didn't realize we, how big it was. We didn't realize the gravity of how outside massive. of TikTok, because we're not on Twitter, but she's a 10 and he's a 10 started trending on trending. Twitter. She's a 10 was no, number eight trending on Twitter. And somebody texted me in the video or like, like commented on one of my videos. And they're like, she's a trend. She's a 10 is trending on Twitter. And I said, what yeah. I was like, 37 how? million views on yep. um on tiktok for she's a 10 but he's a yep. 10 does have 66 million views yes wow yep. and oh, so oh. i so i was like well i'm not on i'm not on twitter but i'm on instagram right so it's funny because so many people were like oh my goodness Leah, your tiktok's crazy people are sending it to me but there's a whole side of people that aren't on tiktok right Everyone, they're just seeing they're just like Gerber posts or Netflix posts to random like he's a 10 but doesn't yeah and so then people are finally Netflix show with you people are like, realizing that the trend has now gone on Instagram okay and so because Instagram takes about two weeks honestly to get a trend from TikTok and so now it's exploded on Instagram right like Netflix literally posted about they, Netflix has 30 million followers on Instagram and they posted a headline he's a 10 but and it related to their movie because that's the thing about it is people can use it for marketing for whatever product they want right he's he's a four but he listens to biz souls what does that make him to you 10 10 <laughs> right Absolutely. so if you have any social Actually, media 
I have to be honest. I had to, you know, we don't have that much of a following. I don't know. I'd give us a 10. Anyway, eight, eight and three quarters, 8.79. Exactly. That's what we're saying is like all of these companies see this massive trend and they're like, how can we use it to benefit us? Wildly easy. You just say he's a low number. He uses our product. It's a 10, you know? Yeah. So that's when, and randomly a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I should put my email in my bio on TikTok because I've started a worldwide trend. Maybe somebody would want to reach out to me and people have wanted to reach out to me. And so I have been getting emails from Buzzfeed, from content creators, from people wanting to build me a website, people wanting to build me an app, people wanting to make me a card game, like whatever you can imagine, I've gotten an email for it or a DM or something. And so Buzzfeed originally reached out to me and they're like, Hey, we want to interview you because you're the creator of the game, which also a lot of people didn't know where the creator of because it got right. so massively so big. Massive. How do you lead back to the first little nugget? You know, right. Right. Like NBC News did an article yep. on the game, and um, they they didn't even mention me in it, which is fine because how to like most people wouldn't know. So that. they just went off the numbers and didn't bother to do. You know, journalism is at a new low. No, it didn't do If you look, if you Google right now, she's a ten on Twitter. Fifteen articles will pop up of people that have written about it. Wow. And it's oh, that's insane. So, so what are the opportunities to make a living from this? Like, what what have you been offered? Have, you know, have you been offered anything? And um, to to tail into that question, if it makes any sense, I've had we've had probably the most stressful week of my life this past week because we've realized that okay, this is massive, and if we don't capitalize on it, somebody else is going to. I'm 23, Mary's 25. We're creative. We have zero actual business, business background. We don't know how to do anything. We don't know how to trademark something. I don't know how to, like anything. We don't know yeah. how to create an LLC. We can help you. Or patent. Exactly. And so, so this Perfect. week. Don't take you up on we, it. This week, it's been insane to see how many people have come out of kind of the woodworks and said, I'll help you with this. I'll help you with this. And so, and, and not only that, but it's the most stressful part is because everyone is saying, you need to do it right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, or somebody's going to do it. And it's like, it's like a water hose literally to the face of like, okay, I need to capitalize on it. I don't know how I'm only one person, two person with very little skills and just the, the, we can't code an app. Right. And so, so what we're doing, well, the one thing that I can do, which is, which is what I'm starting to do is brand deals on TikTok, which is so wild to even say, but people make like hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. And so I've had two brands so far reach out to me and they're like, Hey, if you use our product, we'll send you our product. If you use it in your video, we'll pay you X and X. Right. And we're like, sick, like, let's do it. So we have two brand deals starting for July, which is wild to say, like, that sounds so, so weird to say. So that's the practicality, like for one, like that's one way to make in revenue that we're going to start. And then two, you want to talk about two? Two is hopefully within the next couple weeks, we'll be able to nail down and we're going to try to make an app with the game on the app or maybe a physical card game. I think down the road, I think we're going to try to pull out an app first and then go for a physical card game. But again, we, it's, it's so, so hard. stressful it's because so hard. we don't know how to code an app. We don't know if someone 
like is totally blowing smoke with how much they charge to build an app or we're just dealing with a lot into it of like what do you want it to look like what do you want it to do and oh we need to know absolutely yesterday three weeks ago what you wanted it to look like because somebody's probably already doing it and it's like uh, and some and another thing that we're running into right now like i've been on the phone for the past three days how many hours have i been on the phone like, like seven hours seven a day. hours a day i'm on the like on work calls for this stupid game, which is like weird. And we're running into an issue right now of somebody got the website before us and he's kind of dangling, he's emailing at me and he's like, I've got your website, like, what can we do? And I'm like, you can give it to me. Like, that's what we can do, buddy. So waiting to hear back from him, seeing if I can get my website handle. We See, just- We're trying to figure out if the trademark- Is already taken. already in the process of trademarking it. Because apparently it takes about a year, which we didn't know, but it takes a long time to get a trademark. Right. And we got our LLC yesterday. So that the paperwork's being sent for that. So that's crazy, weird, crazy. Um, A lot of people, we have a really insane friend in our corner helping us. And he lives in San Diego. It's one of our close friends, boyfriend. And he He's practically, he's practically holding my hand through all of this. I'm mm-hmm. like, I call him up. I'm like, what do I do here? And he's like, oh, you do this and this and that. And he started like very, very successful businesses. And he, it's one of his, he's just very kind hearted and, and helping. And after That's we get up for very right. much so after, but more than that, like he, after we get up with you, he has two phone calls set up for me to meet with two of his people to help create an app because he doesn't like the other app guy. It's so it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, and it's, it's very stressful and it's a good stress. It is. It's a very good stress. It is. We were talking about that too, of like relating this back to that first month that we were here and we're like, yeah, this is stressful, but I'm so excited to be doing, to be like putting our time and effort into something. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that I, I noticed, first of all, with that success that happened to any other half dozen people, it'd be like abyssals who, so you guys have been great. You've been flexible. I, I think that's your your main strength. And that's something somebody can't take away. They might be able to grab a website name. They might be able to grab something else. You've just got good character and you've got heart and the game is positive. It is. You know, it's a positive, it's based in positivity. It's kind of almost a feedback game. You know, 100%. you can almost play it in management and say, okay, you know, as a supervisor, you're, uh, you're a 10, except... <laughs> Yeah. When no, you're coming all grumpy and don't talk. Someone did that. Like, doing it. The yep. business is a 10, but you they have- never have snacks in the break room. And they're like, mm. like any variation Seven. of this game is practically been played. It's it's so people are doing it and already in their in their careers and and relating it to however they can they did it as a recipe. They're like the recipe is a four, but you have every ingredient in your fridge. What does that make you? Mm-hmm. Like it's a 10, it's a 10 recipe, right? And so, I mean, it's, it's not even about people. It's about objects. It's about anything, which is. Yeah, it's great. great. It's, it's great shortcut code too. You just turn to your friend 10, but. <laughs> yeah. but. Yeah. It's like the internet of things, except it's the game of yeah. things. That's fantastic. Yeah. So how do you capitalize on the game of things? I'm not sure, but yeah. do it right now very quickly before other people do it. Yeah. Well, you know, for you guys, I think it's, you know, the name and, and owning it. Mm-hmm. And that's the the big thing, copyright, trademark. Things he, like he gets a lot of flack. I, you know, if Bill he? Gates might be able to guide you through this whole yeah. process. No, no, he does. A, 
Yeah, see, uh, I saw that body <laughs> language there. He really does a lot of good things. He really has good intent. He just did screwed it up on a lot of stuff. No, he could. He might be able to help out and and turn this into a positive thing. He's doing a lot with charity or something yeah. else. So, Somebody, Bill, if you're listening, yeah, sponsor us. We will give you one percent of our game. <laughs> I don't even think he'd ask for that. He'd want it to support one of his projects. Sure. Maybe even Elon. Elon might do it. You know what? How about Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp's got some free time on his hands now. Yeah. He could pick it up. He's got a lot of following. Disney could because, pick it yeah, up. Yeah, because he's an MIT graduate. Yeah. Johnny Depp, yeah. I'm sure Disney's already played some variation of it. Like, if I don't follow Disney on Instagram, but I bet they played it. Genuinely. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they sure. have. Tim Cook over at Apple. <laughs> sure. You know, something like that. Throughout all of this, like, even if the trademark is gone, even if no one, and like, the app ends up, like, crashing or, like, not following through like it was such a good learning experience we learned so much of yeah. uh, if nothing else from the whole experience now we have a little traction on tiktok to continue in that area that's great and i and think just us learning how to do this all for maybe the next big thing yeah and We're to have it take everything with a grain of salt yeah and, and to have it behind our names honestly too like i think being the creators of of this if we wanted, I think it would just give us more, more pull if we needed something at some point. I don't even know what that would be, but I think it could benefit us. Yeah, even if we can't monetize it, even if our game doesn't work out, if the app doesn't work out, if you won't ever give me my website, something's, we're, we're learning. And there are ways to get around that, you know, that, that website thing, you know, how you uh, type it out, things like that. So there are definitely ways to play with that. Yeah, we'll make a uh, we make a couple of calls, different people, sure. see something, see what happened. And that's and that's truly like we have been wildly blessed because every question that we've had that I swear is like gonna sink me. I'm like, oh, actually, I know somebody that could answer this for me. And so mm -hmm. the people that have been coming out of the woodworks to help us, like, truly, has been a gift because even I got my contract for one of the first brand deals. And I'm reading it and I'm like, I don't know, this, this is in Japanese to me. You know, I don't know if this looks good, if this looks bad, I have absolutely nothing to compare it to. And one of our coworkers at Fred's, her sister worked at TikTok and that's her job is to look through contracts. And oh, so wow. I said, would your sister look at the contract for me? And she's like, send it right now. So just like the people that have been helping us, I mean, it's no, it's not, it's not by chance. We'll say that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. We, no, we absolutely. Have, and you know, you you girls are so sweet, so nice, and you make it easy for people to want to help you. It's very incredibly exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what the next steps are and, and what you guys come up with next. You might see us yeah, walking, so, down, walking by the house in, in a couple of months and we'll just drop a drop a board game off at your house, you know? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, that would be great. We will talk Although that you'll probably pull by in a Lamborghini or something. Right. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. We still, no, you know, just come there. by and just have a beer. <laughs> oh, yes. We would love that. Absolutely. Have you ever been through a Huntington Beach 4th of July? No. Oh, oh yeah. So um, batten down the hatches. It gets kind of crazy around here. It's, it's, it, the whole place kind of turns into a party. There's a bit of a parade. Are you guys working? Oh, say that. We're working. Oh, we were all not. weekend. All weekend. Double. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Leah, you'd mentioned this before. They've always got you on weekend shifts and stuff like that. Ever. First of all, that's a compliment. 
the reason management does that is because a you show up you're dependable and you're able to handle the crowds so that's it's it's not by happenstance that and that's a assigned. lesson for anyone who's watching in any kind of business when you get picked for holidays there's yeah, a good reason absolutely for it. Yeah, remember, no good deed. That's right. <laughs> or job goes unpunished. Because I'm good, I get weekends. Thank you very much. No, it's not a very it's not very kind of them to repay us that way. But that's great. Well, um uh my uh what we gotta go? They gotta go. Oh, they gotta go. Yeah, you guys, yes. It's one thirty. We really appreciate the time on stuff. This has we'll talk, we'll talk off, we'll talk off, and we'll hope that we'll have you on again. I would love it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so so much for congratulations. Yeah, we are so excited for you. Thank you. I love the podcast. Keep going. You guys are rocking. I love it. Thanks. All right. All right. Thank you again. This has been Biz Souls. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. And our guests, Mary and Leah, have an exciting future ahead of them. He's a 10, but we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Love it. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.